father's tent There you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years No one knows Just how hard you worked But now it shows In one shining moment It's all on the line One shining Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coach Kevin Furtado. Hey, if you want to know who are the best high school basketball coaches and leaders in our country are, you need to stay tuned and listen to the Championship Vision Podcast. We have some of the most renowned and best high school basketball coaches and PE teachers from around the country. Coaches you might not have heard of, but have amazing ideas. And I firmly believe every coach in America has genius within them. It's not all about the state championships. It's about the impact you have on your kids and your community. So stay tuned to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coaches, welcome to episode 155 of the Championship Vision Podcast. Today, we have part four of our series on the role of parents in athletics. Today, we have Coach Mike Sidlowski. He is the head girls basketball coach at St. Francis High School in Wisconsin. He has been the varsity girls coach at St. Francis High School since 1995. His tenure ranks him amongst the longest tenured coaches in the area. He recently set the all-time win record in St. Francis basketball history, boys or girls. He has coached numerous all-conference players. His teams have received Journal Team of the Week on three different occasions. He was selected CNI Newspapers Coach of the Year. He has had multiple players selected to play in the WBCA State All-Star Game and served as a head coach for the South All-Stars in 2011 and assistant coach in 2013. Uh, he's also well known for his style of play called the system, but I think you're really going to get a lot out of how does he work with parents within his program. He's going to give us some ideas, and uh, so far we've had three different episodes on this, and they've been great by all these great coaches. So I think you're really going to enjoy part four of the role of parents in athletics with Mike Sidlowski. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Hello. Hey, How you doing? Good. How you doing, Coach? Good. Good. Good morning. Hey, um, hey, welcome back to the podcast, man. I appreciate you coming in and sharing on this. Um, you're 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 um, the fourth episode of the the parents and the role of parents in athletics, and I tell you, I'm really excited. I've gotten some great advice so far from a lot of great coaches, so I'm excited that you're coming on to uh, share with us. Glad, glad to be on. Hopefully I can add a few uh, things that haven't been discussed or further drive some points in for those people out there. Yeah, absolutely. And tell us a little bit about what's going on in Wisconsin. Man, I keep hearing you guys in the news and so forth. Uh, every state, man, has its own different battle. Isn't that true? Oh, my gosh. So the governor 
just got <laughs> over that his ruling just got overturned. We were supposed to be shut down till the twenty sixth, I believe. And the Supreme Court of State just overturned, but now different counties are doing different things. So it's he said it was gonna be like the wild, wild west. So everybody's kind of somewhat confused. By us, you know, restaurants are still closed for dining in. You can carry out, you can take delivery. Supposedly barbershops <laughs> and that are open, but you know, this was just came down on Thursday, so a lot of them weren't prepared to to open up with the they still want the regulations and the safety regulations and one customer at a time at a salon, you know, you got right. sanitize and that, that's confusion. State of confusion is probably the best way to put it, Kevin. <laughs> oh, it is. Um, and Georgia, it's hard to tell how we're doing out here. I know in our community, um, it's very strict. Actually, Mike, it's more strict than when it was actually stay at home order. I mean, it's amazing how everything, and which I think we have to do. I think we have no choice. Um, but you still see, you know, periodically people grouping together. And I think I think it's hard to stay away from the human side of socialization, right? Everybody wants to socialize, but um, it's part of what we're gonna have to live, you know, learn how to do. Um, yeah, hey, definitely. yeah, go ahead. The first the first night it happened like at four, and that night they showed pictures of bars in the state where people were just basically on top of each other celebrating it's like how foolish how foolish are people you know it's 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 funny common sense right mike um i mean you can't there's no education for common sense i mean uh, (laughs) you gotta you gotta have it i mean uh because the unfortunately the virus is still out there who knows who knows how many of us have it and we just don't know it you know what i'm saying it's crazy right now yeah, I'm not so worried it the effects on me, but I don't want it to affect, you know, someone else. People got to think more of just themselves at this time, you know. Yeah. The people that yeah. could that are susceptible to it, you don't want to you don't you could be a carrier and not even know you have it, and that's that's what Absolutely. I would be fearful of. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um and and now since we all teach kids, that's a major factor right now. We don't even know when we're starting. Um or if we're, you know, if we're going to be playing this summer or whatever, I mean, we don't know anything yet. How's your state doing with that? Yeah, we were told uh, we might start school next fall in virtual still. Uh, that's a possibility to start up in right. September virtually. Yeah, basketball schools are closed down. You can't use any facility till at least uh, July 1st. As of now, mm-hmm. obviously, all AAU is, is shut down. I, I, I don't think there'll be any summer basketball, to be honest. I can't see schools taking that risk of, of um, allowing, you know, people to use it. And then if someone contracts it there, you know, what's going to happen with the lawsuits. Oh, no doubt about it. Um, heck, I have coaches contacting me. Hey, I run a team camp every year. I hear, Hey, you still having your team camp? It's like, man, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, you know, probably not. Um, I'd love to get out there. I have a great team coming back. I I would love to get out there, but man, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's just not going to happen for a while. We all got to be disciplined. We just got to be patient. Um, and um, hopefully everything works out. Yeah. Ties right into what we're going to discuss, uh, you know, being patient. Parents need to be, coaches need to be, players need to be. We live in that microwave society where every, everybody wants everything to happen right away and it's just you know as you and i know that's just not the way things work in the world 
It's so true. And before we get started on that, Mike, tell us about, and this is the same question I've asked the other coaches, like how, how has um, sports as a youth, when you were growing up, what effect did your parents have on you and what effect did your coaches have on you? And then kind of, you know, we can kind of transition right into what you're doing in your program. Yeah, I was, my parents were parents that just, they knew sports. My dad had been a, a manager of uh, American Legion baseball here in the area. And my mom didn't really know sports. She just knew that her kid was playing and enjoyed coming to watch. So they were definitely not helicopters. They would attend. They were supportive. But not once did I come home and, and um, you know, hear, oh, your coach doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Your teammates are, you know, your suit, you know, Jimmy was terrible if he'd passed you to Baltimore. They just were supportive of, of what I did. Coach is pretty much, you know, our coach was, um, you're talking back because we're in the same age bracket. You know, we there was high respect for our coach. Um, he always told our parents, which you can't do now and which I don't think I would. Um, he had a parent come in and confront him about something. And he said, uh, sir, you know, where do you work? And it was a local local company in Allen Bradley type place. And he guy said, Allen Bradley says, well, let me tell you what, why don't I come to your job and tell you how to do your job? Like you're doing to me for my $2,000 a year job here. So just let me coach and you, <laughs> you go do your job. Obviously right. you probably can't do that nowadays. But we, you know, and honestly, I think that open dialogue um, will probably be good. I think both parties would actually understand on what role you should take in a way that's actually the way to do it. You got to be direct with people. But I know what you're saying though. It's difficult nowadays because people are very sensitive. Yeah. And, and as you know, there's many more parents involved and they're right. in a way they're trying to cushion the fall. You always hear, well, I don't want my kids to go through what I went mm-hmm. through, but you know what? I, I think our, generation our parents did a pretty good job i think we turned out you know pretty good (laughs) (laughs) yeah you did you did i'm not sure about me though coach but i think you i think you turned out to be a pretty good person so um hey uh talk about let's talk about uh the first step and when you meet with your parents because what i did with the other coaches we talked about before the season um maybe a preseason meeting and so forth during the season and postseason. You, you have a process, a procedure, a system of how, uh, what is the role of your parents uh, in your program? Yeah. Our, um, so all our athletes and parents attend a, a, like a winter sports meeting where all the winter sports meet that our athletic director runs, puts on a slide. So it talks about, we do have a 24 hour rule. Um, how, how to go about conflicts or, or questions that arise in the process and they ask that you follow that, that that you don't skip any steps, like you don't go right to the superintendent if you haven't talked to the coach, you haven't talked to the, uh, you know, athletic director, so on and so forth, go through the, the, uh, the steps that are laid out. What we do is our first Saturday, so we have five practices on Saturday and invite the parents in for a Saturday morning practice. Um, you know, we provide donuts, coffee, and that sort of stuff. Go over all our all our stuff. I don't want to say rules, uh, but just kind of say, hey, if something arises, here's how we can deal with it. Our expectations, explain our system to them, um, take any questions. If they can't make it, we, we have got, you know, where we can send it to them uh, 
the PowerPoint presentation we go over. And then um, they can stay and watch practice. You know, the only thing we ask during the season is I'll be glad to talk to any parent. We do ask, you know, I heard Coach Sopic the other day. We do ask that the player try to talk mm-hmm. to the coach first, and there will always be two coaches at least present. Um, you know, we always keep the door open, obviously, with coaching girls um, just to take away any anything that could be said or type of thing. Uh, right. And then we, then we sit, you know, and we say, well, you know, if you're still not happy when, with that, with, with the resolve, um, we'll meet with the parent. We just ask that they, we ask that they do bring the daughter because otherwise, you know, well, Susie said that, well, Susie, if Susie's there, she's more than likely, you know, to, to, to uh, say, yes, I did or no, I didn't type of thing. And it, to be honest, it, it, Kevin, I knock on wood, it's, it's never gone past that and in 25 years i think i've had two parent two parent meetings two or three right so i don't know if you know we're fortunate or or what but you know we do have that open door just give us 24 hours don't do it you know as we're coming off the court as you know your the emotions are high the adrenaline's going on both sides um yeah I, my yeah okay, go, go ahead. ahead i'm sorry go ahead Always, hey, I, 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 <laughs> sorry kevin you go ahead not, not at all I just tell them my theory is I'll be friendly with all parents, with everybody, but I don't know if it's a great idea to be friends with a meeting. You know, I've seen coaches around here that will meet up after and go out not only to eat, but where there's drinks served. And that's a bad kind one. I don't drink, but that's a bad combination. I, I think that you need to steer away from that sort of thing in my opinion. But again, I'm somewhat old school. Yeah. First of all, I apologize for interrupting and so forth. Um, but um, those are great points. Now, do you try to do like a preseason dinner, uh, anything formal? I, I know what we try to do is we try to do um, a, what we call a Jersey night where um, it's we have, you know, a meal and so forth. But we also have the dads present the jersey to the girls and talk about you know, what are some, you know, some key virtues they want to see in their kid? We, we, we find it really valuable. Uh, what are some, what do you do preseason? Anything like that? Just that, just that meeting I told you, I did hear you talk about that idea. I like that idea. That's something that we may have to put in. Um, besides <laughs> the meeting where we give them the donuts, go over our stuff, let them practice. You know, I actually, I tell them you can watch any practice you want. Just, just, you know, make sure, make sure we're allowed to do our job. Just don't, um, you know, don't be calling Susie over like, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. <laughs> sure. That <laughs> happens. That does happen, right, can't you? I mean, Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, no okay, sideline so coaching. <laughs> uh, exactly, yeah, that happens a lot. And I'm sure you go over that. Um, now, now, do you have expectations for your parents? Uh, you might have already said it, if I apologize if I missed that. Do you have like a sheet you hand out uh, saying, hey, these are the things we expect? You know, one year we did. We kind of just covered the process if something would arise. One year we handed out, it was a Ten Commandments of Good Sports Parent. I got, I don't know, from one of those positive coaching alliance things. Sure. Yeah. And unfortunately what happened is we had parents saying, oh, that one, you put this out for me, didn't you? And, I, and it, it kind of, I don't want to say it backfired, but I felt the parents yeah. that needed, the ones that needed to hear it didn't get it. And the ones that were good parents I think all parents are good. We all want the same thing, but 
um, the ones that needed to read it didn't read it. <laughs> so, yeah, we've kind of, I mean, I may go back, but we kind of steered away from that for a few years. Yeah, it, I don't think there's any right or wrong. I think, isn't it true, Mike, that no matter what we try in our coaching, it's like you're going to have some that agree and disagree. Even, you know, it's so crazy sometimes. But um, I do think it sounds like to me you have an open door policy for your parents. Um, now, what is the ultimate goal? What was the ultimate goal for you, number one? And what's the ultimate goal for your kids? What do they want from their parents, right? That's a good question. You know, I, I heard a great, um, it was a podcast with Chip Kelly, and uh, he was talking about, I think this fits in great, he was talking about think of a plant and the environment that it will grow best in. He said, think of your team the same way. What kind of environment can you provide that will help the team grow and get better every day? So as coaches, as parents, administration we all need to do that is we're all in it i think the bottom line is everybody wants what's best a positive experience for the kid how can we how can we work together to provide that experience where that kid can grow some kids will go on and play college we've had it you've i've had it you've had it um some programs will have tons some will have a few but let's be honest most kids want a positive experience how can we provide that we're all in it for the same I don't think any I know any no coach goes in and say how can I create a negative experience for Susie? I really want her to not enjoy you know her time with I mean, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, we all know that's not true. So how oh, how, yeah. how do we create that environment and um and work together on it? Some of it as you know, I'm not you don't need to recreate the whale, just have common sense and and uh work together for the kids kids sake it's not about you it's not about the the parents it's about the kid right it is it is and sometimes we forget um on one of my previous podcasts i had uh one of my dads and uh, one of my players on it and we and they were the whole we asked her some questions like what do you want from your dad before a game during a game and it's amazing how it's just common sense stuff so I'm going to ask you, it's like, you know, um, now <clears throat> I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to have you have two roles, the role of a parent and the role of a coach. So what do you think your kid wants from you? Like right before a game is what do you want your parents saying to you? <laughs> I mean, it's, I think we forget about that because I know a lot of dads in particular say the wrong things to tighten up their kid before a game, put a lot of pressure on them. What do you think about that? Yeah. You know, I don't, I've never, I don't have any kids per se, but if I was a coach of an athlete, I would, I would tell them, Hey, relax, have some fun out there. Try your best. If you give it your best shot, that's all, that's all I ask. I'll be there supporting you. Um, have fun, enjoy it with your teammates. And, and we'll, you know, after, after the game, we'll celebrate. I just love getting a chance to watch you play and, you know, go out and give it your best shot. I mean, that's, trying to keep it simplistic you know i'll 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 support you i'll support your team i won't embarrass you by uh <laughs> screaming at referees or telling your coach telling coach to put you in or that sort of thing i'm just gonna enjoy watching you play i don't know if that yeah, answers your question but it, it does it, it's simple but it's not done a lot i just want to tell you because i have i'm around the aeu game i'm around the high school game 
man, that is not being, I think that's in minority, which I think is really sad. Um, and I think the best thing parents can do from my experience over time is back off, back, let your kid enjoy the experience. There's no, um, and then, and then let her kind of just, you know, if she, there's no such thing as failing, but if she doesn't have a great game, I let her deal with it. I mean, you know, and then she comes to you, then you can maybe help her a little bit. So I just see the reverse so many times. It's, I guess after a while you go, man, this is, this is definitely pervasive in our, in our sports culture. Yeah. You know, being around AAU the last 20 years also, our director does a good job (laughs) of laying out expectations of parents. Plus, I hope they see, you know, college coaches sometimes I've heard have not recruited a kid because of the way the parent acted in the crowd. And, you know, why ruin an opportunity for your child? Because you're going to act like a fool in the crowd. Um, You know, that old saying that a child's success or lack of success in sports doesn't indicate the type of parenting job they did. But, you know, if you raise a kid that's coachable, that's respectful, good teammate, works hard, always tries their best. That's a reflection of parenting. I think sometimes parents nowadays kind of get that mixed up. Oh, you know, Susie didn't score 20 that game. You know, it must be my, you know, my fault, which is ridiculous. Raise a kid with the good traits they'll carry on in life once the ball stops. That reflects the parent and not, you know, she dropped 30 that game. And that's a great point. It's definitely mixed up, Mike. We know that because we're in it all the time. Um, but now what can you do as a coach? Can you – I think it's probably easier to coach up the kid and say, hey, these are some things that um, – we can we can give them advice, right, in regards to their parents. Uh, we can say, hey, you know, these are the things that, you know, we want from you and these are the things that um, hopefully, you know, uh, your parents are doing and so forth, but it's it's kind of a delicate situation. You can't tell a parent, "Hey, how to parent." Right? That's one oh, thing no. that oh, I, no. I I'm hands off with that. But I think we can coach up the kid and say, "Hey, these are the things." Kind of kind of be a parent to them as we coach. You know, say, "Hey, just go out there, enjoy the game," right? Yeah, and part of you know, as you know, part of the reason that we've went to system is it takes away more of the stress everyone's going to get to play that takes away a complaint parents may have to I'm sure over the year years one of the biggest complaints was playing time so we've sure. taken care of that by by doing how we do try to be more relaxed now, I'm going to be honest um actually one of the things this quarantine's had me reflecting back upon um is I you know I try to be relaxed but there's a couple times this year where I was a little too hard on kids and it didn't you know not where I was abusive or anything, but, you know, I maybe said some negative things, which I, you know, I try to say I'm not going to do it all. So I'm really going to work hard and, you know, miss actually like missing the game. You realize how blessed you are with the opportunity we have to coach. Um, So I'm going to, I'm trying to pledge to even, even control that even more. But as you said, I would say to a kid, Hey, you know, your, 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 your dad may have played basketball. He's not at our practice. You know, he might not understand what our team's trying to accomplish and your role in that. I'm not telling sure. you not to listen to your parent, but during the game, you can't listen to both of us. And we know, right. we know what we're trying to accomplish. So try, you know, don't be looking over as we say sideline at the sideline coaches, you got to pay attention to us. 
That's so true. And that, that's my next set of questions for you, Mike, is what do you do during the game? Because we all have it, right? We all have, you know, the, the parent coach right there close on the sideline. We all, we all have it. That's, that's just part of it. Um, but, you know, my, my situation is this. If you're not focused on the coaching staff, you sit. And you might not play. I mean, we have to be tough on them in the sense that we got to get them to understand. A lot of times kids, we think they're looking at their parents. A lot of times they're not. Because when you ask the, the kid about, hey, what, what do you hear during the, they, they don't hear anything. And they definitely don't hear their parents. Um, but I think parents are still very vocal and we try to coach them up as well. What do you do? Yeah, you know, if we see if a parent, especially them, the, the, <laughs> the loudest ones are the ones that like to sit right mid-court. <laughs> at our gym <laughs> right so when they say something i see a kid look and i'll just say hey um i'm gonna use poor Susie, but you know Susie, you, you can't be looking up in the stands if you're gonna look over there i'll take you out of the game and you can sit on the bench <laughs> where you can see them better you know kind of <laughs> kind of make a joke i said because you can't you can't focus on the crowd and what we're trying to do at the same time uh, yeah try not to you, know, you don't want to scream out, you know, don't look at, the, don't look at the crowd type of thing. You want to handle right. when they come off. Usually when like we're, we're subbing every minute. So as they come off, you know, kind of as they're getting some water, Hey, you know, you can't be looking up in the crowd and you don't have to tell kids, most kids more than once. If they do, like you said, then they, then they sit and we discuss it after saying, do you understand why you didn't go back in? And again, knock on wood, that hasn't ha- had to happen after you tell them once they've been pretty good at listening to it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, um, but I, I do feel like, I guess as I get older, Mike, I do feel like we owe it to the parent and the child to educate the parents because um, I've seen so many parents disrupt because ultimately we want the child to have a great experience. Now, when that's being interrupted by you know, somebody, you know, coaching them from the sideline or yelling at them and so forth. And um, I think that's, I think we have to educate the parents on that's not the right thing to do. I mean, sometimes we just got to be direct. I don't know as I, I'm getting older. I really believe in that. What do you do? That's just one of my pet peeves in the sense that, hey, you know, encourage, but don't discourage. Yeah, we try to, when you said about some rules, you know, we try to tell them be good sportsmanship. That includes getting on referees. Um, you know, being negative because if if the daughter sees them complaining, then they think, oh, it's okay. I can complain about a call. Any reaction to any ref's calls, I immediately will take a kid out. Um, we say that's not an acceptable thing in our program. Um, let the coach coach. You know, don't be coaching the sidelines we talked about. And I bring that up at that parent meeting. And then have positive comments about your daughter, um, her teammates, the refs, the coaches. You know, as I'm sure our mothers, your mother used to say to, to you, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it. But if that parent does sure. get out of line, then some parents actually, I, I th- think you would agree, some parents don't know how to be a good sports right. parent. Either they don't know sports or, you know, they're, they're so emotional, or maybe that's what they grew up with. So, yeah, sometimes you do have to to educate. It's, it's delicate now. You don't want to get confrontational because some people – some people enjoy that. And you know that old <laughs> that old saying about if you stop. Hey, this is NBA skills coach Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball, and I'd love to help you get game results this season. 
Check out a free trial of my Pure Sweat training app on the Google Play and App Store today. Hello, this is Craig Reed, owner and CEO of Corny Board Aids. We specialize in providing coaching aids and equipment for the basketball coach. We are also home of the Corny Board, the original sideline coaching board. I want to recommend Championship Vision Podcast. It is a great way to get insights into what other great coaches and leaders do in their programs. Kevin Furtado brings a great tool to coaches with this podcast. Thanks, Coach Furtado. For every, if the mailman stopped for every do, uh, barking dog, he never get the mail delivered. So you got to know which battles are, are worth fighting, correct? That is so correct, yes. Um, uh, but I do think um, – I think what you're saying is you, you have a culture and standards in your program, um, and I think that, you know, if it gets to the point where it's really disruptive, you know, you, you got to do something about it, but in the right way, though. Because uh, let's be honest, we're all, you know, we're all human and we're all trying to help our help our kids out and so forth. Um, talk about talk about what you do after the game. Um, let's say a role of a parent after the game. And because uh, I think this is vitally important because I think most parents are very, very critical. I had a kid that scored 35 one game with six, seven rebounds. And, and it's like still very critical after the game, always trying. There's a time when you just got to say, Hey man, I love watching you play. And then just, you know, enjoy the ride home. That's my belief. Oh, exactly. I was just going to say, I, I, if you could <clears throat> tell them, if some parent would say, what can I say after say, Hey, I really loved watching you play. Um, you know, whether she scored 30 or, or uh, two. And, you know, a couple of years ago, was, we we had a player that was, you know, led the conference for two-time all, first-team all-conference, and sometimes <laughs> she used to hate the ride home because dad had played. Dad had played Division One basketball. And it was a high school All-American type thing. And he would critique every possession. And <laughs> that, that, <For> sure. <laughs> that takes away some of the love of the game. You know, right. I, I wish they would just say, hey, I loved watching you play. I can't wait to watch you play next. And just just talk to the kid. Don't don't rehash the game. It's over. You can't redo it. We try to – what we've done is something we stole off. Actually, you've had George Barber on. I got, I, to, I got to go to his game and saw something they did in the locker room. Uh, you let us in the locker room. I never met him before. And um, – he got it from Frosty Westering, who he was a football coach. Anyways, it's we we have what's called put-ups after the game. So we don't really even go back at, over the game after. We'll talk about put-ups. So like a kid will – first three – I first couple games I did, and I let the kids, um, you know, so coach uh, – or let's make leave your, your players. So uh, anybody out there who, who, who deserves some praise, and they come up with kids – and what for? And then we 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 kind of lead a. It's kind of a corny cheer, but um, you know what they call it? Hey, Susie! Hey, Susie! Great job! Great job! And then they clap. You know, so the kid feels good. And we yeah. try to we try to spread it out. And that's basically after the game. That's about what we'll do. We'll get three or four of those in, and try to leave them on a positive note. You know, I'm sure you have, and I have. You had a tough game. You go in there, you kind of rip them, rip into them, and the next thing you know, that's how they're leaving. And I'm like, oh, that was not very effective. That's so a I great we point. Can, we can set yeah. the tone how we handle it. If they sure. come out of locker room smiling, but if you tear into them, 
and they come out in a bad mood and then mom or dad light into them. It's like, oh boy, this is supposed to be an enjoyable experience. And you're not that if you lose is, but you can still learn from it. You know, that old saying, either we're winning or learning. If you create that environment, I think that's, that's possible. Yeah, that's a great point. I love that idea right there. And actually, um, I, I don't know. I, I think you did listen to uh, Coach Kelly Sopak uh, just recently yes. and so forth. And his, his the role of parents. And we were talking about, we were throwing the idea out. Well, he asked me, he goes, what do you think about this idea? Don't go back into the locker room. Just have a, just finish right there on the court, send them to the locker room and don't talk to them afterward. Just kind of finish on a positive note, whatever that is. And I says, you know what? I've never done it. I think that's a good idea. I mean, to a certain point, he kind of, he was kind of in thinking about that idea and so forth. But I, I do feel it's important to have a positive ending to win or lose, which is hard to do. Yeah, I believe, I believe what George does at home games, I saw him on the road game and I know what, I believe what Frosty Western did, they would invite like the crowd basically to come into that put up that put up thing where the kids would hey you know get something positive so they would see that i think high school hmm, it's best to go to the locker room do the positive thing and then get them out just because as you know if you do it in a gym after some kids attention may be waning or i just think it's you still are a team and you're in the you're in it together but yeah right. I, I we try not to address the game at all whether it's a two-point loss or 40 point loss that you you're focusing on what, what positive came out of it. So you kind of set the tone. Is it right? Is it wrong? I, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. I think the kids enjoy it. Yeah. And one thing that we're going to start this year, we've actually, um, I learned this from uh, uh, coach Gene Durden. Um, who's one, I think he's one of the, he's one of the best coaches in the country, let alone Georgia here. What he does is his kids go into the stands right after the game and shakes the hands of all the, um, all the parents and everybody says thank you and so forth. That's something that we are definitely going to be starting this year. I really like number one that recognizes the people that are supporting you, and that's that's positive, man. Now, of course, nowadays you probably can't do it anymore, can you? You probably can't, you know, with the shaking hands and the high fives. So we get, we I might have to reevaluate that, uh, but I think that's a positive way to recognize the people that are important. Yeah, I did hear that on one of your podcasts. I'm like, yeah, that's an interesting idea. But um, but now, um, who knows if we're going to be able to shake hands or or do. But but there's other ways. I think technology. Maybe just go over and you know thank everybody for coming and kind of wave to them and wave to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, yeah. Are, I'm just really quick, Mike. Are you eliminating high fives in your program? Because we're a high five. We're a high five program, man. So I'm really worried about this. Yeah, I, I, you know, I got to do. I got to look at the studies to be honest to see. You know, do we go to fist bumps? The elbow one's kind of an awkward thing. I yeah, you know, I don't know. I I think as we said, you got to be safe. Yet, yeah. Oh boy, it it's going to be a different world. I guess we're going to have to adjust. I'll let that one into the uh, whatever the science and the health people tell us to do is we'll follow. There's a. You're smart enough, Kevin. We're smart enough. We'll figure something out to still, to still uh, create that environment for kids and and you know whether it's fist bump, whether it's you know thumbs up. I don't know. We'll have to be creative. 
Yeah, I mean the fist. Yeah, I mean the fist bump. Everything. I, I think we still got to connect. I, I think we'll find different ways. Maybe we bow. You know, me. You know, yeah. I think there's something we'll create. Um, just because we're humans, we're we're very much adaptable and so forth, man. But I'm I'm a high five guy. We actually keep track of high fives because we believe that's how that we we believe in that connection so much. Uh, but we'll have to adjust. Yeah, it's it's. Uh... You know, I saw some with Steve Nash years ago, how many high fives he gave. They charted how many high fives he gave in the course of a game, and it was amazing. And they said that that human touch, how much of a difference that made. I think that was co- um, oh, that was the coach from Iowa. You had him on, too. I can't uh, – is it Sanderson? His name escapes me. Sanderson, I think. He, yeah, 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 absolutely. I remember, yeah. Um, they did something on – they did something on that. Uh, I talk about connecting. I can't wait to see. I see you got to do a TikTok. That's going to be interesting to see, Kevin. <laughs> I know all the coaches are contacting me now. My uh, that's part of our our get better challenge. And you know, uh, the girl that is in, um, she's at level three. And the part of that is that me and my assistant coach have to do a TikTok. So that's going to be very interesting and so forth. So I'll, I'm hoping she she uh, goes easy on me. Um, but um, it's really neat. I mean, this we've. It's funny how this thing, whole thing, has allowed coaches to really connect in a creative way. Um, and um, our get better challenge, man, I got from another coach, and uh, See, it's been great. It's been great, man. We love the, it. Yeah, we're not in our state. We're not allowed. I can't <laughs> send home any program like that that you need to follow a certain day. All we can do is like send a link to a YouTube video. And that's yeah. what I've done of, of like non-weight weight workouts. But we can't – they consider if I would send something like that on Thursday, do this, th- Saturday, do this. So I just send – you know, try to send out weekly. And our big thing is because we're virtual in school is to make sure yeah. that kids are keeping up. Um, if we have summer basketball, we're going to do it. If not, we're going to start doing every Saturday in the fall. Even if they're out for a sport, I won't let them – become you know in a competitive situation i don't want them to get hurt during volleyball or tennis but um and you know just stay healthy that's the main thing at this time i'm sure we all you know yeah our hands are kind of tied here but you know so is there so is all our opponents so we're all in the same boat we're all in the same boat you're absolutely right yeah and we're, we're kind of lucky here in georgia we can uh we're actually allowed to well if it was if we were in normal setting we're actually allowed to work out with four during the off season. So literally yes. I can take four players, um, which is great. Most of our kids play other sports, but right now um, we're pretty much the only program that's actually has an organized program, having them do stuff like that. It, it's competitive. I mean, it, we believe in our culture that if you're going to do something, you do it all out. We don't give any excuses. We expect you to do it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, I, fun. I, it's fun. I stuff. love that program. I wish, <laughs> You know, I wish we were allowed to do that. Um, you know, some would say, well, how are they going to know? But, you know, as you and I know, we're, we try to do things by the rule. If by the rules, rule, yeah. It, yeah. It's, meant, it's meant for something. Uh, again, sometimes as much as I'd like to be with them and everything, um, as much as sports mean to you and I, there's more important things right now in the world that, you know, hopefully can get strained out. People's lives um, being lost or being greatly affected and losing jobs. I mean, for sure. At times yeah. I almost feel, <laughs> I don't, you know, 
I feel bad when I'm thinking, gosh, I wish like AU, I'd be in the middle of AU right now. And we're kind of, we're kind of, you know, on a holding pattern. We don't know what's going on with that. You know, some neighboring States, Iowa, Minnesota, we're talking that we could be going to tournaments in July uh, without ha- being able to practice here in the States at all, you know, because we can't get schools won't allow you in any gyms. And, right. you know, so we could be going into tournaments without any real practice, but you know, that's the situation that happens. We make the best of it. Make the best of it for sure on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just one of those things like, uh, in, like in Texas, um, they're, they're allowed to practice all year round. I mean, talk about an advantage coach. I mean, they literally can go, they have classes, uh, all the Texas coaches, I'm sure you've listened to them. They practice all year round. They have first, second, third, whatever period, whatever they practice all year round. What an advantage. My God. I mean, that's a big advantage. Yeah. I, you know, it, it is if everyone's like, because everyone can do it. I, I The thing I would fear I mean, you or I could do it because we we love being in there. I I just wonder the burnout some kids might, you know. I agree with that. Yeah, like you got a really good team now. Let's say a couple of years ago, if you were you're you're uh, building the program up or you're going through some rough years, or in our situation, you know, we're not we're not contending for conference title or anything. But um, and our numbers in girls basketball in the state are dwindling. Um, there's a neighboring community. I was at state two years ago that has 11 kids in the program. They were state. They had a D one and a D two player in the program. They got a total of 11 kids. And that's not uncommon around here where, where a lot of pro programs have one team, not only one level. So my fear, if you did that around here, uh, you know, you might even, you might see even more co-op type things. So it's, it's a delicate, I mean, I think it works in some situations. Um, I would love it, but, you know, I I don't foresee it in this area. But, yeah, when you hear it, it's like, gosh, boy, what an advantage to – you can mm. do fundamental work during your, your team period and you got practice. It's almost like they get two or three a days. Yeah, it, it's – to me, I think you're right, though. I, I think we – you know, it – and they say it's very tough, too, really. I mean, if you really listen to them, you know, it's – um, you know, I mean – it's too much. Um, so they, they try to break it up and so forth, but they, they can definitely get that extra work in, which we're always, you know, always searching to get our players better. Mike, talk about, um, talk about the goals. What goals do you think parents should set? I, and this is what we do with our Jersey night is the parents set goals for their kid. And then how do we hold our parents accountable for that? You know, so if you're telling, like you said, Susie, that, hey, we want you to be an unbelievable teammate and worker. And then, you know, and then he gets upset because, you know, she's not scoring, you know, 20 points a game. Uh, how, how do we hold parents accountable? That's a great point. You know, you would hope that if, if that's what they say, that they would hold and try to create the environment and can go back to the environment word that, that they're, that they're, that they're walking their talk that they're what, you know, if they say something that they're going to follow in, I, I, I guess I, you know, you, do you film it and then go back and say, Hey, you know, Mr. Jones, um, remember what you said on Jersey night, you need to, or send a friendly email reminder. Hey, you know, Mr. Jones, remember on Jersey night, I, you know, 
just kind of kind of monitor that. Maybe just send a little nudge to them that you know, hey, remember the goal. I, I don't think too many parents would be offended because sometimes I, we're we're human. We slip up. You know, I, again, I I don't have a daughter that that's ever. Well, I don't have a daughter's, but that one that plays sports. So I'm sure it's not easy. But if I said be a great teammate, and then I'm sitting there ripping on her teammate because she didn't get enough shots, that then I'm not walking my talk that I said. So, you know, I guess you hope you hope that, and I'm, it sounds like you have for sure created that that culture, that environment where your parents understand what you're trying to accomplish and that you all need to, I know you're saying is row the boat, be in the, be in the boat together. <laughs> be in the boat. I mean, don't, I mean, keep that boat sturdy. Don't let it sink, man. We don't want any holes in the boat. That's what we say. Um, but you know what? You're right. Parents. And I have, I have, I have high achieving parents out here and they want their kid to be the best. Um, but what I do, a little strategy that I use, Mike is, I keep my parents very close to me. They're are all involved in my program. So whether that's um, somebody who's in charge of um, uh, team camps, whether it's somebody in charge of the clothes we get, man, I put people in charge. So I think you have to be smart as a coach is you keep everybody close, keep connected. Um, so they'll listen to you and you'll build that relationship. I think really well. Yeah. We're in a little different situation with our, socioeconomic we have you know 60 percent of our kids come from milwaukee um we have it's a lower to working class a lot of parents you know both parents work in so the involvement isn't i don't want to say that they don't achieve it's just achieving at a different level sure and the involved their involvement is is a little less but you still through the meetings through communication through the, uh, the, I think it all comes down to if the kid's having a good experience in your program, it's hard for the parent to really, really complain about what's going on. I mean, they'll still have gripes as, you know, that's human. But if the daughter's enjoying it, I think you're good in most cases. I agree. Now, that's the key. You got to provide, you got to provide that it, um, that environment where a kid can prosper and enjoy it. And sometimes that looks different for different kids. You know, I always told kids if they don't write a manual on how to deal with you and I'm human. So when I goof up, understand I'm trying to do what's best for you. I'm not, this isn't about me. This is about you. Uh, You know, it's not my experience. It's your experience. Right. That's well said. Um, <clears throat> and uh yeah there's going to be there's going to be mistakes I made uh, along the way and right Mike it's all about communication. I mean I think your best coaches like yourself I think you guys do a great job of communicating constant communication right <laughs> that's the key. If there's is there one final piece of information that you would like to share with the coaches out there that they can share with their parents? Uh you know I I kind of I think I started with it we're all in it to create a positive experience for their daughter. We may not always agree at times, but no coach is, is going in there and trying to create a negative experience for your daughter. And I'm sure no parent wants that for their daughter. So let's work together when we goof up. Let's try to understand each other. And, and, and at bottom line is if we all, if we 
if we if parent, player, and because players have a role too, and coaches all work together and accept when we mess up, I think then the bottom the bottom line is the kid will have a good experience, and that's what we all want. I don't know if that's what you're looking for. That's no, I think it's great. I think that that's. Um... I think that's very straightforward on that. And you're, you're focusing on having a positive experience, enjoying the experience, enjoying practice, enjoying games, enjoying going home, talking about it, uh, instead of focusing on the results. So, um, and that's hard to do because we are a result society. So I think it's hard to go against the grain. I think it's really harder than what people think. Oh, it definitely. And I think, Again, not to get into X and O wise, but that's one of the reasons um, that we switch back to and we'll stay with system type basketball where it's more process driven, um, that you've got goals you're trying to reach, that everyone's involved. I think that's another thing is people just it, it love being involved. You know, back in our day, to put that jersey on for your team, that was enough, but now, you know, let's be honest, kids got to get on the court. They got to be involved for them to stick with it. And uh, that, that way at times have changed, changed a bit. I I don't think kids have changed as much as everyone says, Oh, kids have changed. You know, we did dumb stuff. They do. Oh, no doubt. We all did. You know, we didn't pay attention. They didn't pay attention. As you, you know, your whole topic is on parents. I think parents have changed in the fact that um, there are more parents involved especially, you know, the, in the 25 years I've done AAU, I've seen even a higher level and financial too with all the travel and the cost of the clubs. So then, you know, there's higher expectations that, that way. So I think parents have changed, but I, I don't, you know, I think they get a bad rap a lot of times too. I think 99% of parents are, are positive and want, want the same as you do. Unfortunately, it's that one percent that you know gets headlines, that gets you know gets on Facebook or Twitter for acting foolish at a game or approaching a coach or a referee or you know the horror stories you hear. But I think overall, high school sports are are great experience for kids and for parents if if you make it. It's like life; it's what you make out of it, Kevin, as as you know. I totally agree. And, uh, and I appreciate you coming on. And I know what you do in particular with the, with your style of play and your system, you're kind of, you're really, you're a kid's first program because uh, that is, that's all about the kids getting maximum participation and enjoying the experience. So I know you believe in that. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing with us, man. You're a loyal listener to my podcast, man. I'm telling you, I really appreciate you taking the time out and, being involved with the podcast and listening. So thanks again for coming every, on. Every, every day, every day on my, uh, well, during the quarantine before anyways, I still take a walk. I walked to our high school and I listened to uh, uh, an, another podcast, not a basketball one. It's a sports spectrum. It's yeah. a podcast. And my, cause my faith is an important aspect. I mean, then on the way home on the run, I always listen to your podcast. So I get, <laughs> I get both. That's I get great. Two good podcast every day. <laughs> That's a great honor, man. When uh, when Coach Mike is listening, man, I really appreciate that. So, <laughs> well, uh, I don't know that that might 
cut into your credit really, but I enjoy them, you know, <laughs> and I like the different, different coaches you get on. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's quite a variety and I don't get to hear from coaches from Texas, from, from Arizona that you have and from Georgia. I'm looking forward. I want these years. I got to get down when you have it again. I want to get down to your clinic and uh, the legends. Yes. Clinic in yes. The, in the fall. And I tell you, just keep this in the back of your mind. I'm hoping we get to do it because that's, that's a big question mark, right? I mean, um, but if we do, I'm really thinking about having you come down and kind of what I do is I bring in a college team to come in and be my demonstration team. But um, you come in and maybe get a, you and a couple system coaches to kind of come in and just kind of show us about the systems. I don't think enough people know about it, to be honest with you. I think that'd be cool. So to keep that in the back of your mind. Definitely will. Definitely will. I enjoyed, enjoyed being on Kevin and keep up the good work. I enjoy listening to it. Makes, makes Put us a little extra sunshine in the day. That's great. I'm glad I'm glad that happens, Mike. Thank you so much. Hey, Mike, can you send me a great photo of you and your team? Do you have one? Uh, I can. Uh, let me get uh, my assistant does our yearbook. Let me see if he can uh, he, he can send one to you. I'll, I'll send one out. I'll get one out to you later today. Is that okay? That'd be great. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. And, hey, you'll get to listen to you and ne- your next walk. Man, that'd be cool. Oh, that's, you know, I, I, I have, but it's, uh, sometimes you don't, you know, it's funny. You don't want to listen to yourself, but I, yeah, I'll go back and crit- critique all of the mistakes I made. <laughs> exactly. Right. All right. Thanks coach. Take care. Thank you. All right. Take care. Right, Kevin. See ya. Hey, this is NBA skills coach, Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball. And I've been working hard to build an online basketball school to help players and coaches. I'd love for you to check it out at puresweatbasketball.com. Hey coaches, this is Brad Hillegas, content producer at Huddle for the NBA, NCAA Division I, and high school basketball. I'm a big fan of Coach Furtado's podcast, Championship Vision, because it connects coaches around the country that want to continue learning and growing our beloved game. The X's and O's, coaching philosophy, teaching principles, they're all here. And that's a mission that we're working on at Huddle as well. More than 160,000 teams, including the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate their performance with video. But our collection of online tools is much more than that. Mobile desktop apps, smart cameras, video editing, data analytics software, the list goes on. But our goal is to help coaches like you teach the game in a modern way, whether that's connecting with your athletes, communicating your game plan, or looking to gain a competitive edge. If you want to see how Huddle can help your program, visit Huddle.com. That's H-U-D-L.com to learn more. And of course, keep listening to the Championship Vision podcast to never stop learning.